Oh. Christ. Oh. <coughs> Are the microphones on? Cool. Frank Sod here. It's Culture My Arts. Uh, birthday today, so you know how it goes. <laughs> the whiskey was a-flowing last night. I was on my own as well, so whole bottle to myself result you don't care do you it's episode five statistically the worst episode in it all the people who blindly love the show will forgive how terrible this one is and all the people who hate the show would have long stopped listening free pass really hence the hangover Ugh. Let's just get this over with. Music. Excellent rapper for him to poop on. Film. Is Patrick Stewart. Jimmy Neutron. Opinion. I'd like a chicken stir fry. And other things. It's Culture My Arts. Your latest (coughs) culture headlines. I can't wait to smell it, says Kylie Jenner, after splashing $8 million on bottled fart at a Banksy auction. Planning permission approved for Stonehenge Weatherspoons. That's in the Metro. And finally, the sun go with the headline, On it like a car bonnet. That's in reference to James Corden's recent sex scandal involving a Fiat Panda. Those are your culture headlines. <laughs> you know when you think about what you drank and it makes you... Oh, God, no, no, no. Welcome to Culture by Arts. Don't worry, it's vegan. And so is our next presenter, Kwame King, who exclusively eats the hogwash of simpletons and regurgitates it into your ear holes. He is the hater deflator, and on today's show, he visits a village on the Isle of Man which precariously claims to have ended discrimination. We're about to play the clip against your will. On the Isle of Man, there's a village called Plumparch. A village which has played guinea pig in a sociological experiment to end discrimination of all kinds. How do they do it, you might ask? Well, the answer's simple. They just pretended there isn't any. A staggering political move which has been described by MPs as fundamentally less socially awkward and more conveniently understandable. Mayor, uh, tell us more about how discrimination has been tackled in Plumparch. Well, uh, rather than structurally reorganise our institutions to uh, create an environment which embraces difference and benefits everyone, we uh, actually found that there is an uh, easier way to uh, eliminate discrimination. And that is to uh, completely deny that any kind of difference uh, exists at all. I don't understand how that could possibly work. I mean, if your oven was on fire, you'd whack a fire blanket on it. Not shut your kitchen door, stick news night on and pretend your house isn't flipping burning down. Well, the uh, stats speak for themselves. Racism-related incidents are down to 0% in the last month. And that is all because we do not see race. On the recent census, we have erased all ethnic categorizations. 
and replace them with either uh, two options dead or uh, alive yeah job done that's not ending discrimination though is it that, that, that's just refusing to acknowledge it don't you think this issue is a tad more complicated than a simple numbers game yeah listen son you're starting to sound like a uh, racist to me numbers are anything but simple in my time as mayor of plump arch I have had to read and remember four, sometimes five-digit numbers. Some of them have even had four stops in them. I mean, that's not math, that's English. So you're a primary school teacher here in Plum Arch. How have you found the new discrimination laws? Yeah, it's been difficult from an educational standpoint. Firstly, we couldn't discriminate on the grounds of gender. So, any usage of Isle of Man had to be changed to just Isle. Then, we couldn't discriminate on the grounds of nationality. So, we then had to erase all the countries from the maps and globes. So, your maps suggest... Water? Yep, that's right. So, what do you teach in geography? Swimming, mostly. I'm here at Plum Parch FC with manager Bob after the 18-0 loss to Jigglington United. Do you not think your goalkeeper's a little slightly unsuited to his role, Bob? Um, oh, well, what do you mean? He's four foot three. Well, we, uh, we don't see height, so uh, I, th- I think that's a slightly insensitive comment. Yeah, but it's obvious his height has given him a unique struggle. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you not think it's more damaging to ignore the personal experiences related to uncontrollable physical characteristics? Listen, listen, okay. This was just a bad day at the office. Last week, he was the best player on the pitch for the under-7s. In my opinion, he fully deserved the call-up to the senior team. Un- Under-7s? He's far too young. Oh, someone's ageist. I was going to introduce you to him at the clubhouse after the game, but you can forget that. Clubhouse? Please, please tell me he's not drinking at the bar. Of course not. He usually does it by the fruit machine. Well, there you have it. The village of Plumparch has created a world without difference, using the very logic that I once used as a child to repel the monsters from under my bed. If you can't see it, it doesn't exist. A society devoid of discrimination? Unlikely. A society stripped of nuance and vibrance? Most definitely. As I look upon the R from this helicopter, I'm struggling to prevent myself from doing a little bit of sick in my own mouth. Pilot, take me home. (coughs) Jesus Christ, my pilot's a dog? They don't see species here either. Oh God! A long time coming, but I know change gonna come. Oh, yes it will. Culture my arts. And I'm sure you'll be glad to know that Kwame is fine and well after being pulled from the helicopter wreckage last night. He'll be back presenting very soon. The dog, on the other hand, has been suspended for being a very bad boy.
<laughs> this is Culture My Arts. I'm your host, Frank Sod, currently reaching the hangover stage of crippling guilt. But no worries, I'm sure some salvation from a reverend will help. God forgives all sins, because even the most holy among us needs to make mistakes. The Lord himself pulled a sickie on the Sunday he was making the earth, which is very lazy, because there was a lot of stuff to get done. Why did Jesus turn water into wine? Because he is an alcoholic. I myself have had sex before marriage. However, there is a loophole in the Bible which allows for my virginity to be reset after 12 months of celibacy. As you can see, Christianity is not a morally confusing doctrine. It is very forgiving, and I will never forgive you for thinking otherwise. For the rest of my children, amen. Yeah, that helped about 3%. Hopefully, though, the other 97% can be made up next by Lenny Bingbong, who will be giving us a taste of the best comedy shows on that TV thing this week. Hey, 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 it's Lenny Bingbong here. <laughs> Just a little joke there. Although, as well as it being a joke, I am also actually Lenny Bingbong. If you like to watch the pictures and hear the sounds, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> Some great comedy funnies on the TV. Have a listen to this clip from the upcoming episode of Have I Got Satire For You? <laughs> no. As it delves into some riveting political commentary. Welcome to Have I Got Satire For You? This week, politics, politics Britain, Michael Gove in Brine. Politics, nurses, peanuts. Ashamed of yourself! Jeremy Corbyn crochet path. I'll tell you, politics. Nick Clegg in a dress in a wind chamber. Angry students. Politics, crocodile Dundee. Ooh, quickie. Tony Blair. Tony Blair? Golly, Tony Blair. Politics, well-balanced joke. Politics... Think? Trump? 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 Satire? Satire. I understood all of that. Brilliant. On BBC Two this week, it's a documentary. <laughs> That's right. A documentary about filming a generic mockumentary comedy show that sounds like a terrible coffee order. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was just a little joke there. So, this is the bit, yeah, where we do a talking head, right? And it's supposed to come across as quite candid, you know, so we chuck in a lot of filler words like, like, uh, and in it, and feature a strong regional accent to give the impression of authenticity. This creates comic tension because it's super believable when I say something inadvertently awkward or offensive followed by silence. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, why have all the Jews' hats shrunk in the wash? 
Now, I know really that the kipper is a small and convenient piece of religious attire which is worn by men to cover the head in line with the laws of Judaism. But because my frivolous comment is behind so many layers of irony, I can get away with being needlessly offensive. Amazing. <laughs> Funnies on E4 this week as they play 8,000 reruns of that American sitcom TM. <laughs> My favorite. But Gus, you know I don't like eating wieners. Not what I heard. Zing! Did somebody say wiener? Why are you naked in my house covered in lamb's blood, Kyle? That's just what I do. I'm the super random character that does cool, spontaneous stuff. Bam! Owned! Here comes Barney, the social recluse character. Oh, hi, Kyle. Oh, I'm gonna go now because you're naked and I'm awkward. Oh no, it's Ashley! Oh my Jesus, Kyle. Mind if I make a lewd innuendo about your penis that's still okay to broadcast at 6pm and sometimes at 1pm on weekends? <laughs> Those guys in the live audience were really enjoying that one, huh? I've been Lenny Bing Bong, and if you couldn't tell by the tears of laughter forming a wet patch in your lap, that has been the comedy this week. Catch you around! <laughs> <laughs> Just a little joke there. But also, I am actually leaving right now. Lenny Bing Bong, a man of taste. Before we move on, let's have a quick tune in to what's on BBC Radio. These bars, bro, it's about flipping deep stuff, man. Deep stuff. I don't know what to say, bro. Deep stuff, fam. I, I, I appreciate you going into that kind of detail. Like, the kind of stuff that makes me do a crying stuff, man. I've got you bare emotional still. Yeah, brother, like my bars. They come from the heart. That's what this scene needs, bruv. Needs more heart. And I got it. I like that, man. You get me gassed up, man. You best call me the organ harvester, bro. Because I got more heart like this, bruv. That's why you're going straight to the top, fam. Let's get this beat in, man. Inside, hold to my 079 crew. Let's get ready to rumble. Yo, yo. Get him, man, get him. Oh, you're doing it, man. That beat's coming, bro. I'm excited for you, bro. Flipping ecstatic, man. You missed the drop, bro. Oh, no. It really does put us to shame, doesn't it? Welcome back to Culture My Arts. Let me remind you, you could have turned us off at any point. Yet, you've chosen to carry on listening. How resilient. You'll know me as Frank Sod, your endearing host. I also go by many abusive names that are not best to mention here. However, let's get to know you, the listener, in our live Agony Aunt phone-in. Next to me is Aunt Vicky, ready to solve your life problems with all the precision of a fortune cookie. Hi Vic. A million sparkles. Bless you for having me here, Frank. And behind the glass, screening the calls, is my producer, who sounds exactly like Shrek. 
Producer? Hey! It's funny, isn't it? Okay, line one is Bill. He's struggling to combat feelings of guilt after committing a triple homicide. Hi, Bill, you poor thing. You right? Hi, Bill. Guilt is such an intense emotion. It really needs to be elaborately broken down. Can I ask how much time you have? That. 20 years? Minimum? She means on the phone, Bill. Oh, that. Do they have three quid's worth? That's a minute, give or take. I didn't know you went to prison. Let's not get into it. So, Bill, the thing about guilt is it usually manifests itself within good people who are very conscious of their behaviour. Are you victims, Bill, may I ask? With a young or old? Old. Method? Sniper rifle. Well, Bill, it sounds to me like you did them a favour. Remember, guilt is self-determined. Don't worry about the judgement of others. It doesn't matter that the jury's verdict was guilty. All that matters is that you find yourself not guilty. Does that help, Bill? Oh, he's gone. Line two is Ronald. He says he's wanting tips to feel more self-confident about his appearance. Uh, hi, Vicky. Ronald, I don't even need to see you to know that you're beautiful. Uh, I just don't feel that way, Vicky. Uh, I feel like the way I look is going to stop me from finding love. I'm just not attractive. You feel this way, of course. But many others will not perceive you as you view yourself. She's right, Ronald. It's all about confidence, mate. Send a picture to the show's email now. I guarantee we'll probably think you're a normal-looking bloke. Oh, well, if if you say so. uh, There. Oh, he wasn't wrong, was he? Let's cut him off. Johnny is next on the line. He says his balls get so tangled in the night that he's had to put socks on them. Johnny, sounds like a medical problem, mate. Did you mean to call next week when we've got the doctors coming in? Is that not now? No, we've got the agony arm right now. Oh, uh, I'll just go there. Well, 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 hold on, you've rang in now. We may as well see if Vicky can help you. Any advice, Vic? Hi, Johnny. A thousand blessings. Maybe just take a moment to empathise with your balls. Search yourself. What might you be doing which is getting them tangled? This is your balls telling you that they want your attention. Stop to greet your balls. Ask them how they are, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, hello, balls. Uh, what are you up to? Um, you okay down there? Uh, uh, that, that's a lovely shade of purple. Uh, are, you, are you warm enough? Talking to me, Vicky. Thanks for calling, John. Do ring in next week. Really do need to get that sorted. Next line is Gertrude, who says this show is weird and crap. Sorry, producer who sounds like Shrek. Hey. Can you please stop letting these calls through? Sod, do you want me to cancel the call? No, 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 actually, put her on, put her on. Let's see what she's got to say for herself. What the hell is this show? This is utter garbage. What makes you say that? It's just weird and crap. I mean, you're hosting this as if it's a call-in on a live radio show, but it's actually a pre-recorded fictional podcast. The format makes almost no sense at all. What are you 
even trying to do. Good try, Gertrude, but if this isn't live radio, how are you calling in? What do you mean, you burk? It's all written. The unfunny jokes, the morally inconsistent subtext, all of it. Even what we're saying right now. What? Even what I'm saying now? Yes, and my response. What about you, Vicky? Are you fictional too? I don't think so. Let me just check the notes you gave me before the show. Oh, wait, yeah, sorry. You wrote for me to say that. This whole thing is a haphazard, unconsidered and utterly confused excuse of a satire. And now I've brought the fourth wall, I hope your audience can realise how weird and crap this pathetic podcast is. Ah, 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 but hold on, Gertrude. By virtue of your theory, that also means that the fourth wall break is fully intentional, meaning that your whole fake complaint is doubly satirical, because we're actually commenting upon the fact that many people will probably hate this show. Oh, oh God, my, my, my brain! That was a clever little passage, wasn't it? Or was it just weird and crap? Luckily, we don't really have to explain. Producer that sounds like Shrek can tell you from me that satire has... Layers! 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 Lockers have layers! Got to my arts as layers! Bye-bye! See you later! Lend me your ears after this short interlude. Welcome to this week's Countdown, Cool Cats. Today, we're going to go through the top five colonic positions. Five. The wind-assisted handstand. This one's brilliant. Get in a wind turbine, place the tube at the top and float upside down and allow your anus to glide naturally towards the lip of the pipe. It's really a fantastic way to receive a colonic. And because all the blood rushes to your head, you can't even feel it happening. Four. Clenched Betty. If you want a colonic on the cheap, this is a great budget option. Just go to Leeds City Centre on a market day and find the alley behind the cost cutter. If you scream Betty, she'll climb out of a skip and give you a quick and easy colonic with a McDonald's straw and a hand vac. Three. Dirty Summit. If you want to reduce your carbon footprint, then this is the colonic position for you. All you have to do is climb to the top of Mount Everest, find a comfortable ledge, lean your buttocks over the edge, and with the tube inserted, let gravity do the work. If you prefer your colonics au naturel, then this is the one for you. Two, the howdy neighbor. If you love a colonic but don't love the mess, try taping several tubes together to form one that's eight meters long, and then try threading it into next door's backyard. Time it with a rainy day to wash away the content, or perform your colonic whilst their dog is in the garden so it gets the blame. One, the carnival through draft. Go to a local fair and wait for them to pack up. Offer to help deflate the bouncy castle, but instead, just place your mouth over the valve and let the air pass through your body and create enough pressure to thoroughly irrigate your bowels. This is the colonic for a deep clean. Nice arts. Culture my arts. Well, it's almost the end of the show and no surprises. Seems like episode five is living up to its reputation as the show. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
it's on, Don. Let, let, let's nasally. Sorry. Happy, Happy birthday, dear Frank Sard. Happy birthday to you. And see. Oh, guys, guys, you shouldn't have. Seriously, the cake looks utterly disappointing. Blow your candles out, then. <sighs> oh, oh, I see. Very creative. They're those candles that uh, keep lighting back up. (laughs) (laughs) Sod, you were punked! Better call the ninjas, because you've been pranked by the prank patrol! (laughs) Can we still say that if we're not on the BBC anymore? Yeah, yeah, Um, no, yeah. Good and everything, it's just, how how do we actually put them out? Oh, uh, I mean, it's easy, you just, um, uh, okay. (laughs) No, mate. You you, you, you you use your fingers. Oh, fudging fiddlesticks! No, because you're being a fool. You have to do it like this. <sighs> oh. Okay, no, 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 yes, I think you're right, actually. It's like a... It's like a, <laughs> like a ripple. Oh! Guys, did you put booze in this cake? Because it's now on fire. <laughs> Okay, well, whilst we resolve this minor blaze, uh, have a listen to these musical trailblazers. That was a nice little segue, wasn't it, Eleanor? Hi, I'm Dior Heading. I'm the ditzy, privately educated lovey they send to interview working class bands. It's mainly to show that I'm just like you, really. Except socially and economically. Today's guests really did live in a terraced house and eat pot noodles unironically. That's right, we're talking to the kings of povo rap, the chav pop poets themselves. It's double yellows. The nights are much colder, now I can't hold ya. Strips of lamb shoulder in pita. Makes me feel young forever like Peter. She warms my heart cause she's fresh from the heater. But with the rain came pain When I lost balance that I couldn't regain I slipped up, she flipped up and dropped in the drain I'm sorry, I should have brought a brolly Talk to us about your track, Dropped My Kebab It sounds like it would be a deeply emotional track for people of your social standing Well, it is When you're out partying, I think you build a strong connection towards the kebab Which you're going to buy at the end of the night When you drop it I've heard people compare the hurt they feel to the kind of grief they'd feel at the funeral of a family member. Exactly, Yamed. You know, it, it hurts to say goodbye to something you loved. Except it's worse in a way because when you drop a kebab, it's your fault, isn't it? You've caused that grief. When you think about it that way, dropping your kebab is it's even worse. That's, that's like attending the funeral of a relative who you yourself have murdered. And all those nights had relish when she's in tomato relish. Red all on my face like the Phantom Menace. Red across my top like I'm Dennis. Red in every crevice of lettuce. I'm crying in the back of the cab. My heart's dying when I've got a kebab. Shit's sad but now you're just a ghost in my head. I'm in bed eating toast instead. I miss you. One music journalist has said your music sounds like something the streets could knock up in 30 minutes whilst on morphine. 
Is that a fair comparison? Well, us and the streets are very different, actually. Because what, what, what the streets do is they write about really profound topics in really boring language. What we do is try to write about really boring topics in really profound language. It's, um, it's not worked yet, though, has it, Badger? Well, no, it hasn't. Not just yet, at the moment. All we've managed to do is make the boring topics even more boring, which isn't ideal. Bar, bar, none, but I drink too much, then my night's far gone. When I'm sober, I can be quite handy, but I'm not too stellar after four halves of shandy. Landlord sees me and he spurs me on. Look on the TV, he's got the Spurs game on. He says, Oi, mate, you staying for a boogie? Nah, just a pint and a go on the fruity. Tell him, sorry, mate, I can't stay out, but he twists my arm with a free pint of stout. Now, I'm no stranger to Pim's O'Clock, but some journalists have said that your tuny wound, one more drink, is promoting alcoholism. We did get told about these comments another time, but I can't remember what we said. Admittedly, I think we were drunk at the time. Yeah, we, we probably were, but that's not the point, is it? You know, the thing is, if we're promoting alcoholism... Where's Steen's warning for promoting prostitution? Are the cheeky girls promoting groping? You know, at least ours is legal. The title One More Drink doesn't even suggest we've exceeded the recommended alcohol intake for the day. It could have been our second pint, how would you know? For all you know, we could have been having halves. Exactly. Shame on you for automatically thinking that working class people would be binge drinking. What about the bit in the song where you ran over your dog? Ha <laughs> ha Joke's on you. I did that bit sober. Yeah. Who looks silly now? I better get back home before the wife or she'll have a moan. Even though I'm not fit to drive, I won't survive if I'm not back by five. I speed back, forget the gears, wish I'd passed on those last four beers. As I reach my street, I swerve through the fog, I hear a bump, shit, I've hit the dog. How do you respond to your general critics, who call your music dim-witted? I think you can think too much about music. I think... You can just think too much. If you think when you listen to our music, you won't enjoy it. It's about feeling the music, not thinking about it. I think if you stop thinking, almost to the point where you've forgotten you're listening to our record, I I think you'll actually enjoy it. Exactly. You know, it's great for sales as well, because some people stop thinking to such a degree that they forgot that they've brought our record. And then they go back to the shop and buy another one. So, 
result. Double yellows there with a fire tune. Here in the studio, the fire resumes. <laughs> Willie Kazoo and Eleanor Thorne have managed to escape through a nearby window. I'm currently hanging off a shelf in a corner of the room which is currently untouched by the blaze. I tell you, for a brief moment, I thought I wanted to escape as well. Until it dawned on me that I have one more episode of this PAP radio left to present. I'll be honest, I don't think I can bear the thought. I see the roaring flames engulfing the studio, not as a threat, but as an opportunity. An opportunity to finally put a stop to this show. It really is the best birthday gift I could have asked for. I've been Frank Sod, and with any luck, this has been Culture My Arts, once and for all. See you later! Oh, it's hot! Ow, that's hot! Yeah, that's hot! Oh, God! Oh, no! Oh, woo! Woo!